Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. On this Thursday night, we're in London with news from around the world and at home. Tonight, America's auto industry braces for impact as the freedom convoy of truckers spreads and cancels shifts at GM and Ford. The growing crisis tonight, three border crossings from Canada to the U.S. blocked. The economic fallout. Skyrocketing prices from gas to groceries. How inflation is costing Americans nearly $300 more a month. Tonight, dangerous days ahead. As Russia begins 10 days of war games near Ukraine's border, our visit to the British Foreign Office as diplomatic talks turn frosty. Is there any sign that Vladimir Putin wants to de-escalate. Fears for the Queen. Prince Charles tests positive for COVID two days after visiting the 95-year-old monarch. Tonight, what the palace is saying about the Queen's health. Documents down the drain. Tonight, the shocking accusation that President Trump clogged the White House toilet by flushing papers. Eye on America. Our series tonight looks at the road to recovery after that devastating tornado outbreak in Kentucky two months ago. Bob Saget's cause of death. What his family says led to the 65-year-old comedian's death. And tonight, a story about dreaming big. This 11-year-old girl's letter to the president about why she wants to be his Supreme Court justice pick. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from London. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight we're here in London watching the largest troop deployments in Europe since World War II. Britain's prime minister warning ominously today that they're facing the most dangerous moment in decades. And this news just coming in, the U.S. State Department urging Americans 
Get out of Ukraine now. Well, we will get to that story in just a moment, but we're going to begin back at home tonight with the growing frustration over the pandemic and the anger over mandates that has now turned into protests, protests which are now threatening our already fragile supply chain. The Biden administration tells CBS News that they are working with their Canadian counterparts to resolve these border blockages. And there's a new statement tonight from a group calling themselves the People's Convoy. They just announced plans to rally in California on March 5th and then head east to D.C. the following day. So we have a lot of news to get to tonight, starting with CBS's Chris Van Cleve, who's in Detroit. Good evening, Chris. Nora, we're learning that if one of those protests happen in the U.S., law enforcement is going to be focused on protecting people's right to protest, but also preventing disruptions across major cities around the United States. What is disrupted tonight? Anything trying to go across this bridge, and that includes an awful lot of commerce. Tonight, the trucker blockade in Canada is growing with vaccine mandate protests closing border crossings in three provinces, bordering Michigan, North Dakota and Montana. In Detroit, the Ambassador Bridge remains closed for a fourth day, cutting off about 25 percent of all trade between the two countries. Michigan's governor demanded the Canadian government open the bridge. they got to clear the path so that commerce can flow or a lot of people are going to be unemployed. GM, Ford and Toyota are among several automakers forced to cut production at several plants in the U.S. and Canada as far away as Kentucky due to a lack of parts. At MBH Trucking outside Lansing, these trailers are parked instead of making their cross-border runs. Owner Brian Hitchcock. What portion of, the, of your business is cross-Canada? cross-border? About 40% of our revenue. So we go in and out of there every week. 40% is a big hit. Yes, it is. The cross-Canada protest started nearly two weeks ago. In Ottawa, authorities have still not been able to get the trucks off the streets. This can go on for days, weeks, months. It doesn't matter. And if it's not here, it's going to be somewhere else. Police are now asking for help clearing out the protesters. More reinforcements means more results a speedier, safer, more lawful end to this unlawful and unsafe demonstration. There are new concerns a similar trucker convoy could start this weekend at the Super Bowl. CBS News learning tonight the Department of Homeland Security is surging additional staff to its incident command post there. I think DHS is is, uh, going to let things play out. Uh, and be very alert for the possibility of violence. And that's what would actually trigger a much more serious response from law enforcement. And it's not just automakers feeling the impact. The White House is acknowledging tonight that significant disruptions are being felt by a number of businesses and industries. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Let's turn now to the U.S. economy. Have you noticed that everything is costing more and your paycheck isn't going as far as it used to? Well, new numbers released today show that's exactly what's happening because of the highest inflation in four decades. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Cordes. Inflation is up. It's up. President Biden didn't sugarcoat it today after consumer prices rose even faster than predicted. The surge driven in part by a 40 percent hike year over year in gas prices. The national average for a gallon of gas hit three dollars and 47 cents today, a price not seen since 2014. It used to be like $30 every time I filled up, and now it's like over 50. Electricity is up nearly 11 percent. Meat and eggs up 12 percent. Used cars up 40 percent. 
At Piece of Cake Movers in Queens, New York, a used moving truck that used to cost them $25,000 is now $45,000. We have to keep looking at uh, our expenses. We have to keep looking at our pricing models, and we have to keep making changes. Moody's estimates that all those price hikes are costing the average American family an extra $276 a month. Your purchasing power, the amount that you can spend in the economy is diminishing and there's no getting around that. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger notes that average wages also rose over the past year by nearly 6%, but they still didn't keep pace with inflation. That means a lot of Americans are falling behind behind every single pay period. President Biden said today he's going to, quote, work like the devil to try to bring down gas prices. But there's very little he can do. And if the Federal Reserve raises interest rates to try to slow inflation, that could slow the nation's economic growth as well. Some tough trade-offs ahead, Nora. Indeed. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. And there's this major news that is just coming in. The U.S. State Department is asking Americans in Ukraine to leave that country now. That's because of the increased threat of a Russian invasion. And a major headline also in London tonight, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson visiting NATO headquarters in Brussels today said the crisis has become the most dangerous moment Europe has faced in decades. As the prime minister spoke, Russian troops stepped up their war games in the region. And we get more now from CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb, who is near Ukraine's border with Belarus. This massive show of military might is unlike anything seen since the Cold War. The start of 10 days of joint exercises in Belarus involving 30,000 Russian troops overseen by top commanders. Western military and intelligence officials are looking for any sign Moscow might be shifting from threatening an invasion to launching one. The enormous Russian buildup follows President Vladimir Putin's demand for an end to NATO's expansion. Ukraine, while not a member of NATO, still wants to be part of that alliance, says Alexei Danilov, the country's top security official. Are you concerned that President Biden will make a deal with President Putin that could potentially block your country's membership from NATO? Nobody can make a deal about us without us, he says. Ukrainian civilians are ready to die for our liberty. As Ukraine begins its own military exercises, European leaders in Berlin today are in diplomatic overdrive trying to find a peaceful solution to this crisis. Now, four U.S. Navy warships are on their way to the region tonight to meet up with American forces already in the area as Russia's military buildup continues to show no sign of slowing down. Nora. MTS Tayeb in Ukraine for us tonight. Thank you. And since we're here in London, we went to the British Foreign Office today, where we spoke with James Cleverly. He's the U.K. Minister for Europe. He told us if Russia invades Ukraine, they will face a quagmire and Russian troops will, in his words, go home in body bags. In Moscow today, your foreign secretary was walked out on by her Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. He said she wasn't listening to him. It looks like the diplomatic talks are not going well. Well, the, uh, the fact that uh, Liz got a bit of a frosty uh, reception in Moscow is unsurprising because she was saying things that they don't really want to hear. Like so what? So she take, well, she's taken a really very, very clear message 
that their actions are unacceptable. I really hope that Russia listens. Is there any sign, though, that Vladimir Putin wants to de-escalate? Well, sadly, we are not seeing any of the things that we would want to see. We're not hearing any of the things that we would want to hear. Given where the number of troops are, with so many Russian troops in Belarus, that Vladimir Putin could move to quickly seize the capital of Ukraine, Kiev, what would then happen? Well, I think what Russia would experience is a very strong defence by the Ukrainian people of their own country. This would not be a quick or easy conflict for Russia. It would be drawn out. It would be painful. It would be bloody. It would be a quagmire. And the best thing for Russia to do is to de-escalate, to move its troops away from the border and engage meaningfully in diplomacy with uh, uh, both European and our, uh, um, our friends across in the United States. But is Putin listening to that? Well, we are trying to make sure that if the Russian generals aren't being honest with Vladimir Putin, we're being honest with Vladimir Putin. If he's getting messages from the front line that this would be quick and easy, we're giving him a more truthful message that this will be long, drawn out and painful. It's an incredible moment we're in when, when you hear officials say this is the largest deployment of troops since World War II. It is. It does not need to happen. It would, be, it would be protracted, it would be painful, it would cause huge loss of life, not just to the Ukrainians, but also to Russian uh, uh, people. We don't want to see that. And as we arrived in London this morning, the news broke that Prince Charles had tested positive for COVID and is self-isolating. Now, his diagnosis is raising concerns about the Queen's health. Charles was with his mother, the 95-year-old monarch, just two days ago. Well, tonight we're told Her Majesty is not experiencing any symptoms and is being monitored. There's a shocking twist in the Trump documents saga. New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman in a new book reports that White House staffers regularly found ripped up papers clogging a toilet in the presidential residence when former President Trump lived there. Meanwhile, CBS News has confirmed that the National Archives believes that some of the records recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort may have included classified information. All right, turning now to the Olympics, where a doping scandal has overtaken the headlines in Beijing. The winner of the team's figure skating event remains in limbo after reports that Russia's top teenage athlete tested positive for a banned substance. CBS's Jamie Yukis reports. Superstar Russian figure skater Kamila Velieva was back at practice today amid reports of a failed drug test. A Russian newspaper reported the 15-year-old tested positive for trimetazidine, a medication to treat chest pain, but banned because it can boost blood flow and stamina. Russia is already competing under Olympic suspension after being banned for state-sponsored doping in 2014. Valieva was on the squad that finished first in Monday's team competition ahead of the U.S., with an historic routine that included two quad jumps. For now, the teen is still the gold medal favorite in next week's individual competition. Is it his time? There is no disputing American Nathan Chen's performance in last night's free skate. Absolutely stunning. He won gold with a dazzling program that included a version of Elton John's Rocket Man. You are known for being calm, cool, collected. Tonight, you look like you were having fun. <laughs> yeah, and that music is super um, fun and just happy and exciting. 
Um, and so that really helps me. I am so happy for him. Stephanie Grosscup coached Chen on and off for years, beginning when he was a toddler. Like he's living his dream. It's like 20 years now. He's taken action on this dream that he's had in his head. How great is that? The U.S. now has four gold medals thanks to Chloe Kim's second straight snowboarding victory. Tonight, Team USA will go for even more when snowboarding legend Sean White takes his final turn on the halfpipe before retiring, hoping to end his career on a golden note. Nora? I loved hearing from his coach, too. Jamie Ukas, thank you so much. And two months ago tonight, a deadly December tornado outbreak left a trail of destruction across eight states. In tonight's Eye on America, we travel to the hardest-hit state, Kentucky, where the devastation was so widespread that the cleanup alone could take another two months. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports on the long road to recovery. December's unprecedented swarm of tornadoes carved out an interstate of destruction 260 miles long through parts of Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee before bearing down on Kentucky. And what you're seeing used to be brick buildings, historic landmark buildings. The road to recovery is a long one for towns like Mayfield. FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers invited us to see the many hurdles ahead. So what we've got here is one of our self-loading trucks. George Mingus directs debris removal. How much are we talking about? So our estimates, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 2 million cubic yards of debris across the entire county. That's on scale with the cleanup after 9-11. And when it comes to rebuilding downtown, what that will look like is still unclear. About 50% of Mayfield's historic buildings were destroyed in the tornado. FEMA. Meanwhile, FEMA is still reaching out to those like Kevin Reed who are living in damaged homes. By the time it gets back to where it was, I'm probably not going to be around. FEMA. When you knock on the door, you never know what you're going to find. You may have survivors who were actually having to register for assistance with funerals. And what drives you to do this? Just the desire to be out here, the desire to help. From Dawson Springs to the town of Bremen. We've been driving for more than 100 miles, and we're still seeing communities like this destroyed from a single tornado. Lives and livelihoods were shattered. Bowling Green is home of the Corvette, where 186 vehicles are assembled every day. We actually shut down for a week and a half because we had tornado damage in the plant. T.J. Massey helps build America's sports car. But I mean, it ripped straight through here. And now, his hometown. I just hope the community stays as engaged as they have been since the beginning. People helping people, and there are many in need. It hurts. It hurts. To know that my neighbors are gone. FEMA says cleanup will last until at least March. And rebuilding along America's tornado interstate won't just take years, but likely generations. For Eye on America, Jonathan Migliotti, Kentucky. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Some breaking news tonight. A wildfire fueled by hot and dry winds burned at least two homes in Los Angeles County today. What's being called the Sycamore Fire is burning in the city of Whittier. Down the coast, another fire came dangerously close to homes in Laguna Beach. Evacuation orders were lifted just a short time ago. We're also learning new details tonight about the tragic death of beloved comedian Bob Saget. A medical examiner in Florida says Saget's death was an accident and that he died from blunt head trauma, likely from an unwitnessed fall. Saget had fractures at the base of his skull and around his eye sockets. The coroner believes Saget accidentally hit his head or the back of his head on something, though nothing thought nothing of it and then went to sleep. No illegal drugs were found in his body. Finally tonight, President Biden said he has done a deep dive on about four potential nominees for the Supreme Court. But there's someone else who wants to be on that list. 11-year-old Madison Morgan of Washington wrote to the president asking that he consider her for the nation's highest court. I decided, hey, why can't I be a part of the Supreme Court? It doesn't hurt to ask. She said she understood that he may wonder why he should, quote, appoint some silly little girl. So she listed a number of reasons. Among them, she wrote that children don't have a voice in this country and she could give them a small one. She also wrote that she heard the president would appoint a black woman and wrote, well, that's me. Another good reason is the fact that she lives just a few blocks from the Supreme Court so she can walk to work. It's always a great day when little girls are dreaming about reaching the highest court in the land. I love that. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, voices lifted in song, 20 stories high. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with a thrilling musical tradition. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our London Bureau. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at paramountshop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.